Rolling Stones magazine released an updated version of the top 500 albums of all time. A list like this was bound to spark controversy. So I'm here to give my opinion on how these albums stack up. I'm Gibbs, and welcome to the Rolling Review. What is up everybody, Gibbs here with number 494 on the Rolling Stones top 500 greatest albums of all time. This episode will be going through the Renettes with presenting the fabulous Renettes. This would be their first and only studio album. It was released in November of 1964 on the Phyllis label, recorded 1963 through 1964 at Gold Star Studios in Hollywood. The genre of this album is pop and R&B. Producer Phil Spector. This album had 12 tracks with 5 singles, including Be My Baby, Do I Love You, Walking in the Rain, Baby I Love You, and The Best Part of Breaking Up. It honestly didn't have much as far as accolades. The engineer from the album was nominated for a Grammy for Be My Baby. It seemed to me like one of those albums that maybe didn't go over as great when it came out, as it was more appreciated over time, saying that it inspired Brian Wilson, Billy Joel, and Bruce Springsteen. With the single Be My Baby, they would eventually be inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1999, and they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2007, which is pretty impressive only putting out one studio album to get that kind of recognition. From what I've seen, this album is very rare to come by. It seems that the original 1964 release goes for a couple hundred dollars or more. If you have the original record to that lying around, that might be a little information you would like to know. It was re-released multiple times though, so you gotta be careful to look at the date and make sure it's the original release. The album cover is pretty simplistic. It's just basically a white cover and you have the Renettes posing on it. One thing I found interesting when I was reading about this album is that it actually featured Sonny and Cher on backup vocals and Sonny Bono would play a little bit of percussion on the album too. And this wouldn't be significant at the time because they weren't famous yet but looking back it's a really big deal and it's Cher's first time on a studio recording and as most of us know this would lead to Sonny and Cher becoming and especially Cher pretty famous. This album for me was really just okay but it was all just kind of what you would expect from a 60s pop album and it had basically the same beats throughout and same kind of music sound. I did find myself coming away impressed with the power in the vocals and just the sheer wall of sound you got when they were singing, especially on the choruses when they would all join in and sing together. The theme of this album I would definitely say is romance and love. All the songs having something to do with being in a relationship or wanting to be in a relationship or maybe coming out of a relationship. So that theme of love is definitely there throughout. As for my favorite track on the album, it was probably the popular one, Be My Baby. This is the one that I'd heard before listening to the album and it still remained my favorite even after hearing the whole album. And it's always just been a favorite of mine. I personally, whenever 
I go out and play music, it's one of the songs that I choose to cover because I always think it's a good classic tune to throw in. So it still remains my favorite. My least favorite track on the album was probably a cover of Ray Charles's What I'd Say. I talked about covers a little bit on the last episode and how I really enjoy it when someone puts in their own creative spark and adds a little something to the song and gives their own view on the song and not being too far removed from when Ray Charles originally recorded this song. I I would have expected the Renettes to do something more with this song to make it their own and instead it seemed like a simpler version of the song taking away a lot of the instrumental jam part that Ray Charles would put in and just the emotion in his vocals that he gives I just felt like it was a simplistic cover and I didn't really care for it. As for the album as a whole I just came away not very impressed compared to some of the other albums that I had listened to up until this point. I didn't find that the initial reviews were that great. I couldn't find much sales information on it, but it didn't look like it was certified. And I didn't find it revolutionary in any way. I didn't feel like they created something that was their own. I feel like that was basically the type of album that was put out at the time, and you could have expected that sound from a lot of groups at that time. I do respect that it influenced many great artists and that they found something in there that they could take away and eventually build themselves. But as for me, I just didn't come away inspired or feeling like this was a special album that needed to be recognized. And I didn't feel like it held up to most of the albums that I've listened to so far. So with that being said, I'm moving this back to 499. So this episode, everything that was 499 to Boys to Men 2 will move up one spot, making Boys to Men 2 the new 494. Next episode, I will be going over number 493 on the top 500 albums of all time, and that will be Marvin Gaye with Hear My Dear. Until then, I'm Gibbs. Stay safe and be kind.